Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're super excited. We are taking on a worthwhile endeavor at Life Success and Legacy. Our intention is to honor Nelson Nash, the man, as well as the infinite banking concept. We're going to create a series of resources, including podcasts and text, as a resource for others who want to truly understand with depth and clarity what Nelson shared in his book, Becoming Your Own Banker as well as the many seminars and think tanks that we were fortunate to have attended during his life. So who is this intended audience? Well, we will use Nelson Nash's own words. It is written for the layman, not for financial advisors, but all life agents should be thoroughly knowledgeable of its content and practice. So whether you are an individual, part of a family, a business owner, or a life insurance agent, this is for you. So sit back, relax, and we will walk you through becoming your own banker step-by-step so you can reference the parts you want to revisit at your own pace. And we might have a little fun along the way. Hey, welcome back to another uh, episode of Life Success and Legacy's podcast. Uh, I'm Chris Bay, joined with the founder of Life Success and Legacy and uh, who was mentored by Nelson Nash, his Nelson Nash's mentee, Mike Everett. Mike Everett. How are you doing today? Good morning. How's it going? (laughs) Going well, going well. We are in the uh, crunch time as we work our way closer to Christmas, the holidays. Yes, we are. Looking forward to it. Be nice. Um, For our listeners, we are working our way through Becoming Your Own Banker. uh, Unbelievable uh, work, uh, life work of Nelson Nash. And we are in part two, The Human Problems. So if you've got a copy of of Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, we're actually on page 31, The Golden Rule today. And uh, we're going to dig into that. And Nelson, um, for those of you who have have been exposed to Nelson, any of his teachings or videos or recordings, or even just read his book, you know Nelson doesn't pull punches. He he was a well-read man. And he had strong beliefs, and especially economics uh, was a topic of interest to him. And uh, he kind of subscribed to the Austrian um, school of thought, which if you know anything about Austrian economics, it's very much about low government. It's very much about um, the population um, taking control and owning the, especially the banking function. But of course, that, that bleeds over into other topics as well. I want to start um, digging into this. There was one part um, actually on page 32 um, just to kick us off because I thought there was this one little section that really captured this chapter. So on page 32, second column, um, the first full paragraph, you go about halfway down, it starts with people. And Nelson says, people just don't play their proper role in the scheme of things. They have abdicated their opportunity slash responsibility as it pertains to the banking function in the economy. They are depending on someone else to perform that job. And that character in the play is making most of the money. And Mm. rightly so because of the golden rule. Those who have the gold make the rules. It can be no other way. Now, of course, the golden rule is not really about those who have the gold make the rules. And Nelson kind of talks about that, Mike, uh, in the beginning of this chapter on page 31. What, tell us what, what Nelson's talking about with the golden rule and where that all comes from. 
Well, basically, uh, in this whole first paragraph, you know, there's one little section that really stands out to me. It says the common man has become so infatuated with living for today that the importance of saving or creating capital is all but a lost value. And then he hits on the savings rate because uh, we talk about this often when we're doing our boot camps and our, our uh, uh, webinars. Um, the savings rate in the United States today is roughly three and a half percent. But when Nelson wrote this book, it was a negative number. Yeah. And so um, when he talks about we've become so infatuated with living for today, that means that we can't stop ourselves from getting something versus creating a system or having the discipline in order to save that money on the sideline in some sort of way, just some sort of way. And obviously we, we relate it to the infinite banking concept and utilizing whole life insurance as a savings tool. Yeah, absolutely. And I had that, that uh, sentence underlined as well in my book. Um, interestingly enough, you know, I, I think there are times when our, our culture gets shocked. And right now, at the time of this recording, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yep. What have we seen happen to the savings rate? It's shot up, right? I mean, it in some has. cases, 30%. People are saving 30%. Um, and so all kinds of crazy things happen with the economy uh, with all of that. But the point Nelson is saying with this is, why should we save? So that we can have capital, right? Because capital provides opportunities and even talks about how opportunities will present themselves when you have capital. You have it opportunities. Does. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, if we don't save and we don't have capital, then someone's going to come in the gap and fill that role, right? That's right. Where have those roles in, in your lifetime and listening to Nelson, where have you heard that, that other places have come in to fill that gap in the uh, providing capital? Well, obviously, if you have equity in your home, you're going to go uh, utilize a home equity line of credit, or you're going to use a bank loan, or you're going to overuse your credit card debt. And if you are in an extreme uh, financial deficit, chances are you're going to look to the government to solve that need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so a lot of times, um, you know, if we don't have capital, we, someone else is going to step into that role and obviously banks fill that role. Well, that's right. And, and so people are so leveraged. I mean, the clients that we work with, many of them are incredibly leveraged um, and using all kinds of, you know, bank loans, credit card debt, things like that. So other places are providing that capital and what's happening to them and their bottom line? Well, the, the, the crazy thing is um, when you go borrow capital from an outside source, and I don't care where it comes from, it, it comes at a very, very high cost. Um, and so there's no getting out of that. And usually what ends up happening is that that creates this crazy cycle that, um, most people cannot get out of unless they unless they experience a windfall or unless they change their mode mm -hmm. of savings and or creating a system. And in our case, once again, the infinite banking concept is the system 
that we help people get out of that, that cycle, because I'm telling you, it's almost impossible once you've gotten in it. Yeah. And, and these human problems all kind of build upon themselves. They do. And um, Nelson uses an example here in this chapter to kind of teach this. He says, let me, let me build the case this way. And what he does is he talks about um, uh, the Japanese business culture and the Mexican business culture. Can you kind of unpack uh, that little story and what are the, the key elements that Nelson's trying to get a, across in that? Well, uh, this is a, a few years back, obviously. This would be a few years back from uh, probably the late 1990s. Um, Panasonic wanted to build a plant in Mexico. And so uh, because of the infinite wisdom of the Mexican government, they had decided, they came to Panasonic and uh, said to them, hey, oh, by the way, if you're going to build the plant here, we want a 51% ownership of this thing. And that means that the, the Mexican government would end up controlling that business. Well, the bottom line is uh, the Japanese don't do things like that. They have a different mindset. And uh, this is really the awesome thing of what Nelson was trying to get to us in this particular chapter is you got to put money into the business. And you've got to expect to lose money for about five years. And in the midst of all of that, they're literally plowing all of the profits and all of the money back into the business with the idea that somewhere down the road, it's going to create a uh, fairly large bucket or profitability for that company. And... Uh, well, Mike, it makes me think this this example, and he's talking about, um, you know, the, the, the Mexican culture at the time had this unbelievable workforce. Right. And the Japanese had the capital, and they wanted to blend those together to make a really uh, what could have been an unbelievable business, um, but that didn't happen. No. And what it makes me think of is going back to Nelson's principles. And I think the Japanese in this case really demonstrated Nelson's key principles. And I think this is a good time to walk through those principles again. Think long-term. Uh, they knew it was gonna take between five and 10 years in order to create a, a business model that was going to be profitable. Think long-term. Uh, number two, don't be afraid to capitalize or capitalize the system generously. They knew that you were gonna have to pour your dollars, the investment dollars into the business in order to help it really get going. And, and number three, when they're talking about pouring their profits back into the system, that's not stealing from the business or stealing from the system. And those three principles are exactly what Nelson said. They are in play 100% of the time and you can't do anything about it. And if you utilize those principles, I'm going to tell you, you build something that will explode later on. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's totally awesome. Yeah, I'm reminded that even in the book, Nelson doesn't show anyone taking loans against their policy for four years, <laughs> right? Four or I mean, seven that, years, that's exactly. right. Exactly. And, and that's, you know, that's not how our clients operate typically because we've got wind current to turn. But right. what you're doing in the book is kind of laying out theoretically and reinforcing the idea of 
You have got to think long-term. You have got to capitalize your system. Those two principles have to take place first. Yes, they do. Yeah. So, so first of all, Nelson's kind of talking a little bit about this from a business standpoint. And obviously this comes into play with banking that if we don't have savings and we can't control our own financing function, then we've got to go to outside sources to do that. Right. This next section, he talks about uh, a piece he was reading by Jackson Pemberton uh, back in 1976. It was entitled A New Message on the Constitution. This is where I think Nelson, in the human problems, I think Nelson uses it as an opportunity to kind of communicate his stance or his beliefs on financing, but also in government. And I think this is a piece where he really talks about the relationship between um, our, our populace, our, our culture, you know, the American citizens, and the government. And he even brings in the Constitution in this as well. What are some of the, the key points that kind of jump out to you that Nelson's pointing at, pointing at here in this? Well, <laughs> there is so much in this giant paragraph. But uh, the, the bottom line is um, it travels in cycles. It, it really, and this is a, a great uh, indicator of even, and we talked a little bit about this, this cycle is now happening again in our United States of America. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, um, gosh, it's so hard to really... Uh, well, I'll throw in a couple of things. Yeah, there we go. Out at me. This is was, intense. Um, when, when, Nel in this writing, um, the author is talking about the constitution right and the way he talks about it is the constitution was written for the people yes and that the people can use the constitution to hold the government accountable yep. and i don't think that is at least for me personally my experience in you know following politics and things and i'm not a huge political person but my experience is it was kind of the other way around. It was the constitution was for the government to apply to the people instead of the people using the constitution as a way to hold the government accountable to do what we as the people want to happen. Well, and, and in this giant paragraph, he talks about some of the different uh, levels of government that, mm -hmm. that sometimes one does one thing, one does another, and then somehow they're not meeting in the middle, but yet in the midst of all of that because of what has been going on. And this is, this is a, uh, this has been a problem for centuries. It's mm -hmm. not just going on today or it's not just going on now, but yet because of the way some of those levels of government have functioned, they interpret the constitution a little differently and make you feel like you are a slave to them when it's actually completely opposite. Whereas we are to utilize the constitution because it is of the people and for the United States of America. Mm -hmm. And so we, the people are the ones that are supposed to keep our um, elected officials in check to be able to apply the constitution 
correctly. I'm kind of paraphrasing some of the things that are going on in this paragraph. Well, and what you're saying takes me back, and we do this all the time. We go back to the principles, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm a pretty simple guy. And if I can get a handful of principles that kind of guide me through how to use my banking system and, and really even life, it works. So if we go to one of Nelson's principles about thinking, yep. which is rethink your thinking. I have noted here in the margins, um, one of the, one of the um, statements here is for, um, it reveals your feeling that both you and your law are subject to your government. And I have written next to it, problem thinking or rethink your thinking, right? Yeah, yeah. It really is about how we think about these things. And of course, gosh, Nelson was so well read and, and had such a good grasp of history. Um, he, he could really shed light on a lot of these things. Okay, any other, any, any other comments on that uh, paragraph or that quote that Nelson includes in there? We kind of no. summarized. Yeah, over. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lot in there, and we could spend hours and hours upon it. But uh, I would recommend uh, every person who's listening to this to go back and read pages 31, 32, and 33. It is an amazing documentation of what Nelson really believed was going on. Yeah. So then he starts to kind of transition back to this whole idea of um, having capital, having gold, and being able to make the rules. And yep. another word, what he's saying is, when you have capital, you have choices, you have control, mm -hmm. you have lots of opportunities. And so down at the bottom of, of page 32, he says, succumbing to these feelings produces a huge burden on your financial future. The price must be paid. You will always be at the mercy of the ones who have the gold. Further amplification of this factor will be given later in the book in the chapter entitled The Cost of Acquisition. So you and I have both in our personal lives been in that position where somebody else controlled us. Yep. And that's one of the things, and it goes back to our, our purpose statement, is inspiring financial hope and freedom. We've experienced that. Our clients experience that. Yep. That is what we work towards. And that is what Nelson is talking about here is helping people create more of a pool of capital where they can control the yes. rules. They can, they, they can be in charge of that. He references here at the end of uh, this chapter, um, Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand, uh, the novel. And obviously it's a long book. I have a copy of it. I must admit, I have not finished the whole thing. Not only is it a really thick book, but the print is really small. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I need the highlights. Yeah, no kidding. Oh. Uh, the language is a little, little uh, not current for me. So I gotta, you know, read it with a thesaurus. <laughs> But, uh, but this gives an example of, of the kind of uh, reading that Nelson does, yeah. the history that he has. So, yeah, the golden rule. If you were going to sum up the golden rule, Mike, uh, as we wrap up this, this uh, podcast, how would you sum it up for our listeners? Well, uh, see, the, the, the chapter starts, the golden rule, those who have the gold make the rules. So basically, the ones who have access to capital are the ones that actually get to make the rules. So when we go and we try to uh, borrow money from a bank or a financial institution, we are beholden to them. 
So what we're trying to do with the infinite banking concept is get those people out of our lives and create this incredible amount of freedom and flexibility for our customers so they have their own pool, so they have access to capital. And then on top of that, and you mentioned this about halfway through our podcast, um, when you have a pool of money, opportunities find you. Yeah. That is just, and it's happened to us. Yeah. And so uh, part of what we're trying to do is create freedom, create flexibility, and give people serious opportunities to increase things in their lives that would create either more wealth or more freedom or, or really a whole lot of peace yeah. that they personally don't have at this moment. Real, real simple application to wrap up. Um, I know you have held the uh, loan. You have, bought, you have loaned money to your kids for yep. their, say, their vehicles right. as an example. You own the gold. Who got to make the rules of the terms? I did. That's right. That's a perfect <laughs> application of how this It works. is. It yeah. is. To our listeners, thanks for joining us uh, on this podcast. We just walked through uh, the golden rule. And uh, our next one we'll be jumping into another of the human problems is called the arrival syndrome, as Nelson calls it, calls it. Hope you'll join us for that one. Check us out at lifesuccesslegacy.com. If you need a copy of Nelson's book, either Becoming Your Own Banker or The Case for IBC, you can get, a, get yourself a copy there. Thanks for joining us.